What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sorrow, however, was the predominant emotion, and this was betrayed in a manner not to be mistaken. As neither labored hard at the paddle, the ark had already arrived and the soldiers had disembarked before the canoe of the two loiterers reached the point. Chingachgook had preceded it, and was already some distance in the wood, at a spot where the two trails, that to the garrison and that to the villages of the Delawares, separated. The soldiers, too, had taken up their line of march, first setting the ark adrift again with a reckless disregard of its fate. All this Judith saw, but she heeded it not. The glimmer-glass had no longer any charms for her, and when she put her foot on the strand she immediately proceeded on the trail of the soldiers without casting a single glance behind her. Even Hist was passed unnoticed, that modest young creature shrinking from the averted face of Judith, as if guilty herself of some wrong-doing. "'Wait you here, Serpent,' said Deerslayer, as he followed in the footsteps of the dejected beauty, while passing his friend. "'I will just see Judith among her party, and come and join you.' A hundred yards had hid the couple from those in front, as well as those in their rear, when Judith turned and spoke. "'This will do, dear Slayer,' she said sadly. "'I understand your kindness, but shall not need it. In a few minutes I shall reach the soldiers. As you cannot go with me on the journey of life, I do not wish you to go further on this. But stop. Before we part, I would ask you a single question. And I require of you, as you fear God, and reverence for the truth, not to deceive me in your answer. I know you do not love another, and I can see but one reason why you cannot will not love me. Tell me then, Deerslayer, the girl paused, the words she was about to utter seeming to choke her, then rallying all her resolution, with a face that flushed and paled at every breath she drew, she continued, Tell me then, Deerslayer, if anything light of me that Henry March has said may not have influenced your feelings. Truth was Deerslayer's polar star. He ever kept it in view and it was nearly impossible for him to avoid uttering it, even when prudence demanded a silence. Judith read his answer in his countenance, and with a heart nearly broken by the consciousness of undue erring, she signed to him an adieu, and buried herself in the woods. For some time Deerslayer was irresolute as to his course, but in the end he retraced his steps, and joined the Delaware. That night the three camped on the headwaters of their own river, and the succeeding evening they entered the village of the tribe, Chingachgook and his betrothed in triumph, their companion honored and admired, but in a sorrow that it required months of activity to remove. The war that then had its rise was stirring and bloody. 
the Delaware chief rose among his people, until his name was never mentioned without eulogiums, while another Uncas, the last of his race, was added to the long line of warriors who bore that distinguishing appellation. As for Deerslayer, under the sobriquet of Hawkeye, he made his fame spread far and near, until the crack of his rifle became as terrible to the ears of the Mingos as the thunders of the Manitou. His services were soon required by the officers of the Crown, and he especially attached himself in the field to one in particular, with one whose after-life he had a close and important connection. Fifteen years had passed away, ere it was in the power of the Deerslayer to visit the Glimmerglass. A peace had intervened, and it was on the eve of another and still more important war, when he and his constant friend, Chingachgook, were hastening to the forts to join their allies. A stripling accompanied them, for Hist already slumbered beneath the pines of the Delawares, and the three survivors had now become inseparable. They reached the lake just as the sun was setting. Here all was unchanged. The river still rushed through its bower of trees, the little rock was washing away by the slow action of the waves in the course of centuries, the mountains stood in their native dress, dark, rich, and mysterious, while the sheet glistened in its solitude, a beautiful gem of the forest. The following morning the youth discovered one of the canoes drifted on the shore, in a state of decay. A little labor put it in a state for service, and they all embarked, with a desire to examine the place. All the points were passed, and Chingachgook pointed out to his son the spot where the Hurons had first encamped, and the point whence he had succeeded in stealing his bride. Here they even landed, but all traces of the former visit had disappeared. Next they proceeded to the scene of the battle and there they found a few of the signs that linger around such localities. Wild beasts had disinterred many of the bodies, and human bones were bleaching in the rains of summer. Uncas regarded all with reverence and pity, though traditions were already rousing his young mind to the ambition and sternness of a warrior. From the point the canoe took its way toward the shoal, where the remains of the castle were still visible a picturesque ruin. The storms of winter had long since unroofed the house and decay had eaten into the logs. All the fastenings were untouched. But the seasons rioted in the place, as if in mockery at the attempt to exclude them. The palisades were rotting, as were the piles, and it was evident that a few more recurrences of winter, a few more gales and tempests, would sweep all into the lake, and blot the building from the face of that magnificent solitude. The graves could not be found. Either the elements had obliterated their traces, or time had caused them who looked for them to forget their position. The ark was discovered stranded on the eastern shore, where it had long before been driven by the prevalent northwest winds. It lay on the sandy extremity of a long low point, that is situated about two miles from the outlet, and which is itself fast disappearing before the action of the elements. The scow was filled with water, the cabin unroofed, and the logs were decaying. Some of its coarser furniture still remained and the heart of Deerslayer beat quick as he found a ribbon of Judith's fluttering from a log. It recalled all her beauty, and we may add all her failings. Although the girl had never touched his heart, the Hawkeye, for so we ought now to call him, still retained a kind and sincere interest in her welfare. He tore away the ribbon, and knotted it to the stock of Kildeer, which had been the gift of the girl herself. A few miles farther up the lake, another of the canoes was discovered and on the point where the party finally landed were found those which had been left there upon the shore. 
that in which the present navigation was made, and the one discovered on the eastern shore, had dropped through the decayed floor of the castle, drifted past the falling palisades, and had been thrown as waifs upon the beach. From all these signs it was probable the lake had not been visited since the occurrence of the final scene of our tale. Accident or tradition had rendered it again a spot sacred to nature, the frequent wars and the feeble population of the colonies still confining the settlements within narrow boundaries. Chingachgook and his friend left the spot with melancholy feelings. It had been the region of their first war-path, and it carried back the minds of both to scenes of tenderness as well as to hours of triumph. They held their way towards the Mohawk in silence, however, to rush into new adventures as stirring and as remarkable as those which had attended their opening careers on this lovely lake. At a later day they returned to the place where the Indian found a grave. Time and circumstances have drawn an impenetrable mystery around all else connected with the Hutters. They lived, erred, and died, and are forgotten. None connected have felt sufficient interest in the disgraced and disgracing to withdraw the veil and a century is about to erase even the recollection of their names. The history of crime is ever revolting, and it is fortunate that few love to dwell on its incidents. The sins of the family have long since been arraigned at the judgment seat of God, or are registered for the terrible settlement of the last great day. The same fate attended Judith. When Hawkeye reached the garrison on the Mohawk, he inquired anxiously after that lovely but misguided creature. None knew her. Even her person was no longer remembered. Other officers had again and again succeeded the Worleys and Craigs and Grahams, though an old sergeant of the garrison, who had lately come from England, was enabled to tell our hero that Sir Robert Worley lived on his paternal estates, and that there was a lady of rare beauty in the lodge who had great influence over him, though she did not bear his name. Whether this was Judith relapsed into her early failing, or some other victim of the soldiers, Hawkeye never knew, nor would it be pleasant or profitable to inquire. We live in a world of transgressions and selfishness, and no pictures that represent us otherwise can be true, though happily for human nature gleamings of that pure spirit in whose likeness man has been fashioned are to be seen, relieving its deformities, and mitigating, if not excusing, its crimes. End of chapter 32 and End of the Deerslayer by James Fenimore Cooper Recording by Bill Borst With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.